hello and welcome to Unqualified Game Chat episode 18. I am your host, Azara Lopez, and with me today is my co-host, Spencer the Legacy. That's me, Achimone. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I don't know how long it's going to be until I get bored of singing your name, but Never. when I hear it and when I say it, it's, it's hard not to sing it. It just gives you a little boost. Yeah. Just a little, ooh. How do like you... Like caffeine. Like, if we were in an interview, if I was interviewing you, my first question would be, Spencer, how do you live your daily life with such a cool name? What do you do to live up to that name? Well, everyone pronounces it wrong. And they say legace or legass. So most people... <laughs> it's because they're it's because they, they it. doubt they doubt how cool the, that could be they're like there's no way like their brain tells them there's no way this can exist because it's, it's too it's too good so like, let's damn. let's say the wrong word you know yeah that's why i spell with a y so that so that people know i'm serious that mm-hmm. i'm the real deal that mm-hmm. i'm i am the legacy and then i i try and live up to that and it goes different ways depending on the situation but you know, it's the name that counts. Yes, yes, yes. That's what counts. What's your favorite game with the word legacy in the title? Um, huh. <laughs> now I'm like, damn, what games have legacy in the title? There's like Legacy of Cain. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's all I can think is of. A, is there a Legend of Legacy? Legend of Legacy? I don't think so. This. Comment, now, co- comment those dang games with legacy yeah, in them. Let us know all the, the games with the word legacy in them in the comments yeah. below, and we'll choose our favorites. Yeah. And maybe we'll send you a little shout out. I have a few, I have a few free games. You know, I have a few free games. So uh give us your favorite game with the legacy word legacy, and I will send you a code for a free game. And it can't be legacy of Kane because we already said it. And it might or might not be a copy of Capcom Arcade on PS4. Wow. That's big. Did it just can't come out? Yes it did. Yes it did. And that's and that's just the that's just the type of people we are at this show that is recorded every week and every posted week. to Thursday posted not to Thursday more so on Thursday. On Thursday. And uh on your podcast services. You got your every iTunes, Thursday. your uh Spotify's and I learned that we're on iHeartRadio. I did not know that. Damn. Yes. Yes, we're on there too. Oh, iHeart, iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're on YouTube, which where you can watch. Yeah, that's where you can watch us being like funny and doing cool faces and stuff. Oh, yeah. oh like that. <laughs> <laughs> Mark is trying to make us use an overlay because we just have black bars on the top of us. I was like, that's so gorilla of us, though. Yeah, we're kind of like punk rock. Yeah, we we carry this this kind of attitude with us, and yeah. I think We're I think that should be respected. Mama's fucking podcast, you got that? <laughs> We're not here making pressure cooker recipes. All right, get out of your Betty Crocker ass, bitch. <laughs> why do we? Why do we turn into a sassy? <laughs> We're shock chucks now. Listen, bitch. <laughs> 
<laughs> Get out of here with that. All right, you dumb babies. Let's talk <laughs> video games, motherfucker. Yeah. All right. Anyway. On to serious biz. Mm-hmm. Spencer, what are you playing? Well, for review, I've been playing dang Earth Defense Force World Brothers. Did you play that one for review? I played a preview of it. I did not okay. review it. We have a review pending right now. It should be mm-hmm. out by Friday. It's interesting. I've only played one or two EDFs, and they they were, ironically, they were buggy. <laughs> Very buggy. <laughs> they were kaiju-y? Kaiju-y and buggy. Lots of bugs, both insects and technical issues. Um, but this one, this one's not buggy. I mean, there's bugs, as in there's insects, but mm-hmm. it's pretty smooth. Um, it's a little repetitive because, you know, it's EDF. You're here for those who don't know. You're just killing big bugs with friends. Yeah, I heard there's like 200 missions in this thing too. There's tons. I think there's like there's 60, but there's four difficulties. And oh, jeez. Doing it on a hard one doesn't do it on normal and easy, so oh, you have geez. to do it a whole bunch of times. That's too much for me. I was like. I can't do uh, 60 missions four times. I, that, like no. it, it's, it's a bit too repetitive for me to be able to do that. But like in spurts, it's really fun because you have all these like, it's almost heartwarming. It's like about everyone in the world coming together to fight bugs. So it's like, oh, funny American cowboy. Oh, funny Japanese ninja. Oh, funny Canadian bear man. <laughs> And it's like how problematic? Like, yeah. How how problematic is uh, sombrero bro? Or uh, I saw that and I was like, can they? <laughs> is know. that his, is that his name? It's like uh, I think he's called Amigo Brother. Amigo Bro. <laughs> I think I think that's what he's called. And I saw him and I was like, <laughs> did the first words that you think of was problematic? <laughs> I was like, that might be. I don't know if you could, like. I can't really comment because. But that when I saw that, I was like, uh-oh, that seems like a problem, but I don't as know. A, as a Lopez, I'm not offended. I had, fuck it, I had a burrito for dinner tonight. <laughs> that was the bravest thing you've ever said. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, came out, I came out and said it, I feel so. I'm like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. All these years I've been hiding it behind this, this uh, pale complexion. <laughs> of, from staying indoors but now 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 that we can go tied again <laughs> now that i have an amigo bro i just feel liberated did you, f- did you feel represented when you saw him <laughs> or was that your friend you were like, like oh shit that looks finally. like my uncle <laughs> yeah like that's the only things i can think of is either someone being like oh nice or someone being like oh no and i don't think there's a middle ground where someone's just like oh <laughs> And they just move on completely. Yeah. No, it is either you're, you're very offended or you laugh your ass off. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those two. When I saw it, I was like, uh-oh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I can't go get to mad, Polygon but... to search it up real quick to see if they've <laughs> oh, <God>. discovered it. <laughs> but, I mean, I will say the game does it equally across everyone. Every, yeah, it's everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone gets like, the EDF treatment. The Japanese characters are either samurai or cat maids. So, <laughs> I don't know. I guess 
I don't know. I'm just reviewing it. I don't know. Um, but it's it's almost heartwarming. It's like I'm a cowboy. What's miso soup? And he's like, <laughs> ah, miso soup is delicious and gives you energy. I see you are from a different culture, so let me teach you. And he's like, that sounds like good home cooking. And I'm like, beautiful. This is actually fucking beautiful. This is fucking wholesome. This is wholesome. This is peaceful as hell, dude. This yeah. is like the way that the world should be. It's just yes. everyone teaching each other. Um, so I was I was very pleasantly surprised to find it's like the m- most wholesome game about just murdering giant bugs. But overall, it's it's fun to experiment with like all the really weird characters. I unlocked someone who looked like Hunk from Resident Evil, and he was German, and he just repeatedly yells about German science, and I was like, this is silly. I like this. <laughs> like it's it's very goofy. And I think the voxel style works really well for it, the tone. Um, but overall, like as someone who hasn't played a lot of EDF, so I don't know like the returning classes and stuff, it's it's a fun, repetitive but fun game that I can imagine playing with friends would be really fun. Like, yeah. Did you were you able things. to play online? I played online, but I wasn't able to play with people I know. So yeah. I, I I played online and I had fun because. Like missions go faster, and you can like yeah, definitely because you don't have to switch through characters. All yeah, the time. exactly. Yeah, and everyone like covers different things, so mm-hmm. it, it's it's a very fun game. It's got some uh oh moments. I don't know some uh oh moments. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it's it's neat, and I <clears throat> it makes me interested in future EDF games. I'm sure they're very similar, but I mean. It's a, it's interesting because other than that, I was just playing Nocturne before a review went up, so it was a big change in uh, tone. Mm-hmm, from, definitely from like the oppressive negativity, which is a positive thing of Nocturne to like heartwarming, like the world uniting to save it from bugs. So it was it, it was an interesting change. I liked mm-hmm. it though. It's a fun game. Anything it's like the else? perfect seven point five game. Oh, That's definitely. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get your sevens, your seven point fives. Yeah. But um, what would be a nine EDF game though? Um, like, what would be a nine or a ten EDF game? That's tough. Maybe like you know the the problem the the general line problem with these EDF games is that if they had the development uh, backing, they could create these lush open worlds you know huge environments where you can go from one area to the next without with with large draw distances and uh and very uh packed full of um things to open ways to destroy the world you know um but with their expertise it's like it's everything's condensed into missions right so you can't do that large scale uh, way so the only thing that I can think of for a nine is if they had more money to develop a better uh, world. Throw in that Attack on Titan mobility of zipping around. Throw in that. Yeah, it's that'd be fun. Because if you look at an EDF game, there's no textures in the buildings, and, and it's mm. because they just just they just break. And yeah, why why and spend it, why spend so much time if you're just gonna make it fall yeah. apart? But but add to that, you know, like instead of it just falling apart as if it's a hollow thing like make it a make it an event to where maybe a building can crack in half or just have a hole in it you know like 
I think that would contribute to the B movie feel that they have. I think that would add to that. So maybe if they lean into that more too, mm-hmm. more like insects from outer space and like huge explosives and like stuff like that, maybe. Yeah. But it, it's tough. Maybe because I don't have a ton of experience with EDF, but I'd say that that's probably on the right track. Yeah, it's it's tough. It is tough though, um, because it's just a game where you're shooting down kaiju so what, it's got what, one goal and it does it fine it does so, it fine yeah so, um but there are ways that there are there's always ways to improve and that's yeah. what we're here for exactly <clears throat> what have you been playing azario um crap you know what i've been playing i've been playing two games Ooh. and they were very they're they were put on me by surprise I, I wasn't trying to review games i'm kind of trying to limit myself because i've just been editing so much and 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 writing so much that I kind of want the other writers to take on the the review responsibilities and improve yeah. their it. So this week I took on a game called Sunblaze, and it is a 2D platformer, but it is it's like have you ever played like those Boshi games? Like I am Boshi. the Boshi or like Oh, like, they're just like really hard, and one hit yeah, kills, and then all this like, random stuff happens. Or I like, want to be the guy. Yeah, I want to be the guy, or whatever. Okay, yeah, no, I know, like in Kaizo Mario, that kind of thing. Yeah, so it has that appeal where where like these random things, like spikes, will come out of the wall and hit you. But oh, but yeah. um, it's it's just one screen. Each level is just one screen, and your goal is to get to this chip at the other side of the room. But in that one room, there's like lasers and electric squares and and then once you hit the once you hit the chip the room just kind of expands to the next level it's really cool the way they transition um through stages so i ended up having so much fun with this game and i and i didn't know what to expect because in my head when i first saw it i thought it was just a 2d platformer and that was it you go you do levels and stuff but it ended up being like like a puzzle platformer more geared towards speedrunners, right? You have um, when every time you die, the kind of the timer resets a little. The timer resets on the stage, so yeah. the enemies or the uh, lasers will reset to where if you start running right when you start the game, you'll probably be on the right timing to get through the level and do the jumps. And you you get you have the same mobility, the double jump, dash, and it's it's very it's it's addicting, you know? You'll die. I I think by the time I was on the third stage, which like there's like there's like 600 levels and wow. there's six chapters. So I think there's 100, I think there's 100 levels a chapter. I think that's what yeah. they have it out. But there's so many levels that I kind of lost track. But I had like 1600 deaths by the end of the third chapter. Wow. So, and they have a counter that reminds you how many times you die. And so <laughs> you'll always know. Yeah. Um, but there's a story that goes with it too, where this girl Josie is trying to be a superhero, but her dad kind of locks her into this, this training simulator. And then it, it goes, it gets corrupted and she's, she's stuck in it to only to um, try and brute force her way through it. Um, so, so there's some charming interactions with her. And there's there's some cringy moments where like they'll use slang and stuff, and it doesn't always land. But they're they're trying to be funny with the story. Uh, yeah. I I thought she was charming though. I thought she was 
cute. Nice. Yeah, it's a Sunblaze. It's a, I don't hear anyone talking about it, but maybe maybe they should. It sounds fun in the way that like the games that you listed are fun and that you're determined. You die yeah. and you're like, okay, this time. Yeah. Okay. It's not time. as yeah, it's more polished than I am the man or whatever. It's yeah. it's not as it's not as dojin, you know, it's it's very it's it's uh it's very uh refined in that sense where everything is is well detailed and work well choreographed and and you can kind of through through your deaths you can kind of read how to get through these rooms and you're not you're not uh discouraged from progression there's always a way to to get through yeah. um you're never going to be like your skills are never going to they're never going to ask you for skills that they haven't already implemented into you through through dozens of of um stages yeah so it's it's smart in that way yeah it, yeah it, it, it makes you feel really it makes you feel smart too yeah, that's the best kind of game. The kind yeah. that plays the ego. Uh, the other game I'm playing is Astalon Tears of the Earth. And by God, Spencer, I think it's my favorite game so far. Favorite indie game of this year. By, wow. Hands down. Hands down. Hands down. That's big. I. It's This game is reminiscent of an 8-bit Castlevania. Uh, I like that. Metroidvania style adventure game. Where these three characters, uh, these two guys and a girl, they they wind up at a tower to save their village, and they're just like, "What is this tower here?" And they see the so they they encounter the end the the boss right in the beginning, and they're like, they don't even know who this guy is. Yeah, and the way that they're just like, "Hey, uh, we're only here because our town is being destroyed by a poison. Is there any way you can help?" Like they. They didn't go there looking for a fight. Uh, they they went there essentially just to to get answers, you know. Yeah. And turns out this guy's the enemy. Kills him. Well, one of the characters, uh, Algus, is a wizard, and he's made a pact with the Titan of Death. And the Titan of Death, the the, the pact that they make is is that he'll he can die as many times as he wants, but once he gets to the top of that tower. To, satisfy, to to meet his goal, his soul will belong to the Titan of Death. Now, the other okay. two characters don't know that he made this pact. Yeah. They're, in, they're in the dark, but they get revived with him. So, so that's about all you know in the beginning about these three characters. But then there's like these camping scenes that you can that you unlock throughout the uh, mission. And the camp is where you can switch characters because you have to go to the camp to switch through each of the three characters we each mm-hmm. do different things and have different attacks and have different stats and they're all individual and unique in their own way. And the camping scenes have like these really charming stories between the three of them. And that's how you learn about them. And it doesn't need to be there at all, you know, but they share like these anecdotes and these, these jokes with each other. And it's, it's so nice, you know, to to get to get delivered a backstory in that way, whereas typically these games don't give a, don't give a damn about the backstory, and you only yeah. get to a boss, and then they'll have some back and forth, and that's how you'll ingest it, you know? Yeah, that's the main um, bits of story. Yeah, you know, even um even games like Gunvolt, who do these two uh, D action games quite well, kind of fell on the front of 
how do we deliver a, a story properly? And I think this game does it well because it yeah. has it has its 2D action and it has its Metroidvania, but the Metroidvania is like times 10, dude, where they have so many fucking rooms to get lost in, so many branching paths. The map, the map becomes enormous. Um, and it's not a long game. The the length of the game comes from you'll die. You, you'll you'll use these blue orbs that enemies drop and then you'll upgrade your characters or buy like in the beginning you're you'll find these items but you won't know what they do but if you yeah. die you can buy this knowledge orb that gives you a better description of the items or you can unlock um, a better map you can buy a better map so so like there there there's strength in dying in this game more so than just leveling up your characters you actually can change how you navigate the world super Ooh. clever plus there's random environmental puzzles that aren't explained at all except if you find where the hidden room is that kind of tells you oh you have to, you should think about hitting this stuff or or maybe not do this and that's how you get secret items like levitation or a mirror attack super rad dude that's and cool. oh maybe uh, the only thing i didn't thing i didn't like is some of the bosses can be cheesed through because if you spend time getting finding all the upgrades and all the uh, better attacks you can probably get you can probably destroy the bosses pretty quickly um but it's a very challenging game very challenging and very fun i love me a good metroidvania so it sounds like a sounds like a good game to to kind of fill that that it's need it's rare that i want to talk about a game like this so um, excitedly you know it's like i don't i don't normally like tell people like this is a game that you should play but this is the fact that nobody is talking about this game or very there's very little online about it yeah um kind of tells me that maybe i should talk about it a little more yeah hey it's it's good for everybody yeah your game gets talked about more people play a good game it's good good Nice. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Cool. Then that brings us to our conversation today. Ooh, what's that about? Today, I, I it kind of sucks that we're we seem to be like on this uh, PlayStation Sony binge of weeks yeah, people, of people probably think we're we're big PlayStation. Sony. We're not. We're not. Yeah. Uh, I'll use a different featured image just to differentiate from the Last of Us and the Horizons that we talked about last time. Yeah. Um, this time, though, I want to talk about how we don't even need to own a PS5. Yeah. What, what was the point? What was the point of being <clears throat> these early adopters of the PlayStation 5? You didn't feel sad for the people who bought it for like 1200 bucks. That's, um, that's rough. There's honestly, right now, there's no reason to buy a PS5. And I think, and Sony is... Sony is pushing this narrative, if only because today they announced that God of War Ragnarok will be on PS4 and PS5, releasing in 2022. Um, Real quick, did you expect this game to be a PS5 exclusive? I did, yeah. I assumed it would be, because it's a huge, like, tentpole game that's, like... Because Ratchet and Clank is exclusive, so I figured, oh, so that's probably the first of the big, uh, you know, major titles that's gonna be 
primarily exclusive. Uh, so I, I thought, you know, God of War is probably going to be way more intensive visually than Ratchet and Clank because Ratchet and Clank has a different style going for it uh, that I think works really well, but uh, is very different from the more realistic looking God of War. Um, so I assumed that it would definitely be PS5 only. So I was shocked to find out that it's going to be both. It's strange too, because when I look back at like Demon Souls remastered, could that game be put on PS4? I think it would be possible. <laughs> like I, I bought it day one and I love it, but it, I feel like it's, it's the fact that it's like the only currently available PS5 exclusive game is so strange. Oh, I guess Sack is Sackboy on PS4. I think so. Yeah. Oh, is it okay? Then yeah, then it is the only one. There's is Returnal is a PS5 exclusive. Oh, Returnal. Forgot about Returnal. Um, I think. I think so as well. Yeah, Sackboy is on PS4. Okay. Okay, so we're not dumb. Yeah. Um, but Returnal's not on PS4. No. So maybe they're going to be like alternating. No, I I think they're a bunch of freaking liars, dude. I think, I think they launched the PS5 because they made they made they had their word right. Like, um, we're gonna have to launch this year, especially if if uh, Microsoft is launching. But they didn't take into consideration that this pandemic was gonna hit. Yeah, it was gonna throw off all of their manufacturing. The the, the manufacturing of chips is so low right now. That even yeah. that even in that sense, their their mind is like, well, crap. We're not going to have as many PS5s out in the wild as we would have wanted to when God of War released, as one as a system seller and two as a way to promote this brand, the God of War brand, getting as many fans' hands as possible. Yeah. So when they say it's 2022 and that we're still going to be getting exclusive PS4 games, it just has me question, like, why did I even buy a PS5? Yeah, like, I mean, I I do get the reasoning of, like, there's the less PS5s than they think are out. And I get that having it on PS4 means more units to sell. But it does feel a little like you don't need a ps5 right now yeah i got duped yeah which and like like i said on like previous episodes like i love my ps5 and stuff but but it definitely feels like if you're not in a business that requires you like review games on ps5 you don't need a ps5 yeah which is a shame because you would think that they would want to incentivize the ps5 to make you you know want it and to go out and get it uh to experience it and like i said like i get that not everyone can get it right now and that's really difficult it it was a pain to get mine too but um it does feel strange to be like potentially two years after the ps5 launch to still be having like ps4 or 5 splits like for huge games that's like I'm trying to think if that really happened with PS4, but I No, I when the PS4 when the PS4 came out, they put all their focus onto the PS4 and I remember they stopped releasing exclusives 
pretty. I think Last of Us was like the last big uh, PS4, PS3 release. Yeah. And then they they kind of stepped back after that and had all their studios refocused to PS4 games. This is like the first time in a console generation where there is the generational line is blurred now. There is yeah. There is no there's there's no console generations anymore, and that's what they're that's what they're trying to say. You know, yeah. I'll be interested to see if Microsoft takes this approach with um, Halo whenever that yeah. comes out. If they're going to say, oh, it's also on Xbox One. I doubt they'll do that, but... Um, It'll be interesting I, to see if they do. Yeah, because right now, and, and Sony, I, I, just can't, I just can't back what Sony is doing. Not only is God of War a PS4, PS5 game, but the New Horizon is too. Yeah. Uh, what's the difference... What's the difference between those games and Ratchet and Clank? Why does why does Ratchet and Clank need to be a PS5 exclusive? I, I yeah. their messaging is all over the place. It's true. It's it seems like I would have guessed that Ratchet would be the one that's multi-platform and God of War Horizon yeah. isn't. Yeah. Which is like that's not I'm not saying anything against Ratchet. It's just it seems like time-wise and game-wise that like that would be the one that would be cross the cross Gen- cross dimensional what cross generational <laughs> <be cross-dimensional. laughs> um so I, it seems strange to me i i agree that it's mixed messaging it's kind of saying like you can still have a ps4 for a while longer which for some people is good but for people who have the ps5 it it does feel like it's like oh why do i have it right now yeah i guess that's the appeal of the ps5 or the ps4 pro right you're yeah, gonna oh, God, launch ps4 running God oh, of dude. War, ragnarok I think the last game I reviewed on my PS, my launch PS4 was um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And that made my thing hum, dude. It was, I'm surprised, I'm surprised it didn't break. Hell, Monster Hunter World made my PS4 go like, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, PS4, just please let me beat this game. Yeah, I was like, oh, just a hundred more hours. Don't die. I need to get this review up by Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah, this, yeah, it's a, it's a weird. I mean, it's neat that we have features like Dual Sense and 4K, but I don't know. It's strange. I, I I feel bad. I just feel bad for the the fans of this and how how Sony is approaching this narrative. And as we come closer to E3 and the announcements that we're going to get from shows during this digital event, I'm interested to see what their what their plan is. Yeah, same. Thing. I don't. Th- I don't think they're announcing anything proper, but we're going to be seeing some other studios announce PS5 games. I'm guessing third party stuff. Um, yeah. My interest is stuff like Idea Factory International is releasing the new Neptunia game on PS as a PS5 exclusive. That's super weird. weird. Yeah, that's super strange. weird. It's just a remaster of a Vita game that was a remastered of a PS3 game, though. Yeah, that seems like something that could be on both. Yeah. Uh, So I'm interested to see how developers, because even publishers like Koei Tecmo, they don't seem, they don't seem to even be paying attention to PS5 right now. They put Atelier Risa on there, but they're not putting the new Ninja Gaiden. 
There's no PS5 or Xbox yeah. Series X upgrade for Ninja Gaiden. Uh, Samurai Warriors 5, same thing. It's it's kind of kind of daunting, you know. Like I I don't know why I I don't know why I I bought a glorified PS4 essentially. I think because of the reasons we listed, we're gonna have a longer period than previous generations yeah. of. Oh, here's an upgrade to the PS5 version. Or yeah. Like I think we're gonna have more of that for a while. I'm interested to see uh, when developers stop doing that, offering that too. Yeah. It can't be forever. It can't be forever. It's not going to be forever. Sooner or later, you're going to, if you buy the cheaper version, you're not going to get the free one. You're not, it's true. You can't dip your toe in the water forever. Eventually, you got to take a cannonball. Yeah. So I would like to know, let us know in the comments what you think about this, this change, this weird generational gap between consoles and if you even care to buy a ps4 and our ps5 and if you own a ps5 let us know yeah if you're enjoying any ps5 exclusives or upgrades or do you like in resident evil village how the gun goes every time you switch a weapon i don't know maybe <laughs> i like i thought it was pretty neat yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, let us know. Not need enough to buy a console for, but no, but definitely it was not. Neat. Definitely not. Anyway, thank you so much for watching. That's the end of the show. So long, everyone. So long. <laughs>